Hey, we're live. I'm Robert Bordelon Pearson, and this is Follow the Leader. And today, I want to talk about what is leadership. Because I don't think, it's kind of nebulous, it's in the name of the thing that I'm doing. And, uh, I don't know, I still, it still feels fuzzy when I think about it. It's one of the words that whenever you try and ask somebody what their definition is, you get this long string of sentences where they go, well, I think it's different for everybody, but for me, I really feel like, and then they they give you some kind of like nebulous word that sounds really good, but it doesn't, or definition, it sounds good, but it doesn't give you any way to put legs on it. Um, and I think that's that's not helpful at all. I, I have a, a rule of thumb when I'm, I'm looking at ideas or principles or things. I want to know a one-sentence definition. When, I, when I'm trying to understand an idea in a way that I want to make it practical and useful, I need a way to define it in one sentence. Because then it gives you a, a trajectory to go, okay, that's, that's that. Uh, right. So for love, it's uh, choosing a course of action that is what is best for another person. And it's, it's, it's worded that way because it's, you're, you're intentionally choosing a course of action, uh, something you're going to do that is for the betterment of someone else. And it's, it's not any specific, their physical health, their mental health, their, their spiritual well-being, uh, all of that, the desires that all of those things are, are better for you having interacted with them. And you're going to continue to make choices and decisions that is what's best for, for other people. That's. Uh, love as far as an actionable way to define it, uh, right? We're talking about biblical, uh, godly love, obviously, husband and wife are different. That's the, the, the fundamentals, though, are, are very similar. Um, anyway, so yeah, that's, I, I want a one-sentence definition, because then it lets me know what to do. You know, if I love this person, I'm going to do what's best for them, not what's easiest for them, not what they want me to do, uh, not what I want to do. I'm going to do what is best for them, which sometimes is to not help because they need to help themselves, right? Uh, if you sit in a wheelchair all the time, you'll never learn to walk, you know, unless you have medical issues, right? We, we can all use common sense here, I hope. Um, you know, if you have perfectly good legs and you wheel yourself around in a wheelchair all the time, your legs are going to atrophy and become useless. You have to get up and walk on your own without that assistance. In the same way, loving somebody, you do what's best for them, which sometimes is to just sit back and watch them struggle um, versus, you know, meaningfully engage and assist them at every turn. Uh, anyway, so leadership, right? What's the, the one-sentence definition for leadership? Um, and I still don't know. Like, I have what I, I consider a working definition, uh, which I'm, I'm going to hold off on a little bit and use an anecdote, which is completely unlike me. I don't use... Uh, stories to, to share and encode information really often. I was like explaining it and we're done. Um, but in this case, I do have an anecdote because I always assumed that leaders knew what was going on and they have all the angles covered and that I've strived to be that and uh, get really frustrated with myself when I fail and I don't have all the angles covered. There'll be a variable I didn't consider or um, you know, the solution that I, I put together isn't working as well as it could because, you know, of some unknown variable. Even if things don't fail entirely, if there's 
static at all or any kind of friction because I didn't plan well enough. I get really frustrated. Uh, so my, uh, my wife and I had a not a typical wedding uh, because my family was thousands of miles away. And she, uh, her family was essentially not involved. I arranged and financed my own wedding out of pocket. And, uh, I mean, it's, it's not too exciting. It was only 2500 bucks, And, uh, but that's, I did it. And there was, uh, there's a moment in that, like, the whole time, I had no idea what I was doing. And I just kept doing the next thing that made the most sense. I was like, well, I guess we have to go someplace. Oh, that park is nice. What do I have to do to, to do this park? Oh, I have to go to this clerk's office and give them, you know, 300 bucks to make sure we don't wreck it. And then they give it back later. Cool. I can, I can do that. And I did that. And so I just, each was the next thing. Oh, well, we need a date for this. So I started looking for a date that worked. And I just kind of decided. I found one that worked for most everybody and just decided unilaterally. I was like, this is the date it's happening. Be there, be square. Um, you know, we sent out invitations to everybody we could think of. And then uh, there was a moment, though, where everybody had flown in. It was the night before the wedding. We are doing the rehearsal dinner. And it, it was in, like, a like a cafeteria area at the, the Bible College. Yeah, it was really slipshod. It wasn't even, like, a dinner. It was just the rehearsal real quick. So we knew what was going on in the park the next day. And uh, there's a moment. Everybody's in the same room at the same time. And they're all looking at me like, what do we do next? And I got stuck. And there's uh, one of the Bible college professors, Mr. Williams, God bless him, was standing there. So I've got, you know, my the, the parts of my wife's family that were able to show up. Um, I've got... My own, my own dad there looking at me like, what's, what's going on? What's next? And I, I look at my, uh, Mr. Williams and I, it's just this helpless look. And I just, I let him know a little quiet, but it's like, I didn't, I didn't plan beyond this. This is as far as I was able to go. Uh, I got everybody in the same room at the same time in the same state from like all corners of the U S I I'm out. <laughs> There's a wedding tomorrow probably, but that's, that's as far as I figured this out. Um, and then he takes a second. I can see the gears turning in upstairs. And he turns and just starts telling everybody what to do. And he goes, okay, you stand over here. You stand over here. All right, we'll do like this. Uh, wait, who are you? Who's the, you know, all the bride's family over here, all the groom's family over here. Okay. Uh, who are you? Who are you? Where are you? Okay. And he just started lining everybody up. And it dawned on me, like, this, this was my wedding. This was my shindig. I was the end of the line for all answers. So he doesn't know the game plan. He just picked up the ball and started moving forward because he had done other weddings before. He'd been at weddings before. And so he knew the wedding routine. Um, but as far as our specific plan, he didn't know. He just was like, okay, this is a rehearsal. All right, I know where rehearsal go. Okay. And just started filling in the dots. But it was still, he didn't have more than, you know, maybe a sentence worth of information more than I did. Um, and it was just this aha moment where I was like, I don't need to have every single answer to lead. I just need to trust that I'm capable of figuring out the answer or that God will provide one and just start moving in the direction everybody needs to move in and solve problems as they come up. It blew my mind uh, because I, I'd always thought 
well, I had to be. You, you have to be the chess master. What happens if there's a problem? I have to have a solution right now for the problem that, that might happen. And so you're constantly at this zero-sum game because you can't predict all potential realities. It's impossible. You can predict a lot of them. There are obvious uh, common you know, potentials. You wear a seatbelt, right? Because car accidents happen. All right, cool. Wear a seatbelt. One and done, right? Um, you, you prepare ahead of time for, you know, bad weather or stuff. You go, oh, it's going to rain or ring an umbrella. Like, there's obvious things, um, but you can't prepare for every single nuanced uh, variable that would come up and cause a problem, which I had intuitively assumed that you needed to do as a leader. And I realized that, oh, nobody in charge knows knows what's going on in the way that I would use that phrase in the way that I, I thought that phrase to mean. Um, they're, you know, they have a general idea, they have a general plan, uh, they have contingencies for the biggest things that could go wrong, and they just trust God and they trust themselves to be able to figure it out on the fly if things start going too sideways. Uh, and that's, oh, so alright, so that's that's been a way of looking at leadership that's been very uh helpful. You know, you can't steer a car that's not moving. Uh, Another connected anecdote. At the same time in my life, I had an Oldsmobile Achieva that had no power steering. And I had no money to get the power steering fixed. So, I just drove without it and got stronger. And when you're driving a car without power steering, you learn very quickly if you just sit there and you try to turn the wheel while the car isn't going anywhere, it is difficult. It can be done when you get stuck and you have to make a really sharp uh, cut uh, out of a parking space or something. But almost all the time, all you have to do is put it in drive and let it start creeping. And all of a sudden, it's incredibly easy to start, even, even without power steering. There's a little resistance, but it's still much easier once the car is rolling to steer. Uh, which is fascinating. That's exactly for us, right? Once we start moving in a direction, it's a lot easier to steer around problems and, uh, and guide what's going on. And leadership is, is that ability to keep the car moving and keep it on the road. Um, you know, as you drive, you don't assume that I have to be ready for every single potentiality. It's like, I know how to swerve around stuff if uh, something big falls in the road, and I know how to stop if something... You know, something big happens where I can't get around it. Okay. Beyond that, let's keep going. Oh, I missed my turn. Well, we'll just have to go around. You know, just active sol- problem solving. That is that is sort of the, the heart of leadership. Um, on, a, on a structural level, how to lead people is simply keeping a group of people moving in the same direction towards the same goal. And I'm not going to miss my turn this time. And uh, while trusting yourself and trusting God to be able to solve problems as they come up. Uh, On a personal level, when you're leading individuals, or it might be better termed influence, um, but you're positively affecting someone. It's similar to love as far as making the choices that are the best for that person. You want to influence them in the way that is best for them. Uh, leadership would be you're not leaving them to their own devices in that regard. You're 
you're leading them to be the best that they could be or to what is better for them, right? So if you have a friend who smokes, your goal would be to convince them that smoking is a bad idea. Uh, you're, you're leading them, so an individual level, but on a group level, the goal is to keep the group, you clarify the goal, and then you keep the group moving towards that goal and simply uh, prepare for the biggest problems ahead of time and uh, trust that you can avoid the uh, little problems as they come up or deal with them. Um, you know, with the, in the, all in the grace of God, of course. So, that's all I have. And, uh, you know, hopefully that's been helpful, or at least uh, been some food for thought. So, yeah, the one sense definition of leadership for me is uh, at, a, at a group level, keeping a group of people, uh, clarifying the goal, and keeping the group moving towards that goal, uh, trusting that God will help you overcome problems as they come up. And, I mean, there's a lot of clauses if you actually want to force it to one sentence, but anyway. And then on a personal level, obviously, influencing a single individual for uh, their own betterment. To, to do, influencing them towards a course of action for them to take what that's uh, the best for themselves, right? Um, trying, trying to play, be an active participant in the, the Holy Spirit's work of sanctification in their life, right? You want them to do better. You want them to become more and more Christ-like as their life goes on. Um, but you can't just tell people to do that. But you can you can definitely be on the Holy Spirit's team and kind of, you know, give people nudges and stuff. So anyway, that's all I got. And, uh, yeah, awesome stuff. Also, also, I wrote a book. I'm going to start plugging this randomly, I guess. The Blue Collar Blind Spot. Uh, I think, uh, I firmly believe that the Blue Collar community is an unreached people group, effectively, from the perspective of evangelical mainstream media they are uh, tacitly ignoring blue-collar people. And so I wrote a book, Making the Case. Uh, interesting things in it, if you're not just uh, a pastor in ministry or somebody that, that works with large groups of Christians, uh, such as a speaker or something, I, I spent an entire chapter um, laying out a linguistic argument for why Jesus was a carpenter, someone who worked and made things out of wood. Uh, and there's, there's an important theological significance to that, as well as uh, daily life application and significance. And there's also, a, I lay out a, a framework for a biblical theology of work uh, as just kind of a loose uh, way to, to use the Bible to view your daily work in life as a cooperative, creative effort with God. That you're, um, as you go through life, you can uh, work with God to create an order in the world. Uh, yeah, so yeah, that's it. It's, uh, it's, I think it's awesome, but you know, uh, there we go. That's all I have. Uh, you can pick that up at followtheleader.one slash book and check it out. And that's all I have. Don't take my word for it. I'll see you next time. Godspeed.